Great day to you. This is Josh Belcher, host of the Josh Belcher Uncharted Podcast. We have got a great lineup of guests for you coming your way. We've got Tennessee Titans former defensive line coach Jim Washburn. We've got stand-up comedian Xavier King, better known as X-Man, and also stand-up comedian Brandon Skelton, known as the Church Comedian. Great guests, great conversation, great everything on this podcast. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening, and away we go. Special edition of this week's podcast, former Tennessee Titans defensive line coach Jim Washburn. He's going to be giving us some insight on the AFC championship between the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs. Tighten up. Coach Jim Washburn, uh, coach the greatest D-lines the Titans ever had, uh, 99 to 2010. How you doing, sir? Good, good. How are y'all? Great, great. Uh, Colin and Nashville, obviously a huge Titans fans, and just wanted to catch up and, and, and get your thoughts on this AFC championship match. Uh, a lot of people are doubting the Titans, but I really think they're going to pull it off. Uh, what are your predictions, sir? Uh, I don't have predictions. I, that they were doubting them against New England, doubting them against Baltimore. I'm sure. Yeah, I think they're I think they're really on a hot roll right now. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they didn't beat Kansas City. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Do you feel like it's an even matchup as far as both the teams go? Uh, it probably is. I mean, they, you know, as long as they keep handing the ball to Derrick Henry, they've got a chance. If they can't stop Henry, they can't stop the Titans. I, I agree. I, I think I think that's key to the formula. And it seems like with the rest of the teams, I noticed that they even they see him coming and it still has a hard time uh, stopping him. What, what do you think it is about that guy that just makes him so well, relentless? He's, when it's, just, he's just big and fast. He's hard to tackle, and he's a lot faster than he looks, I suppose. I guess he ran real well at the combine, but he's a, he's a, he's a heck of a player. If they don't stop him, they don't have, they don't even have a chance. And the only, the only chance they have is that the, the Titans start turning it over, you know, or making mistakes. And they, and the way they've got Tannehill, I was at Miami in, in 2016. Tannehill, we won 10 games with a pretty average team and, Went to the playoffs and ended up losing to Pittsburgh in the playoffs, but Tannehill was our quarterback then. Of course, he mm-hmm. didn't make the playoff game because the problem was, was Ryan, he's always hurt. He never made it to a – very rarely made it to a whole season. So, but, uh, anyway, he, he, he takes care of the ball, and then Henry can run the ball. You know, the defense is – the Titan defense very talented. So, I mean, it, it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I, I agree. So, uh, being being a, being a line man, the big man up front, who's your, who's your favorite lineman, a defensive lineman the Titans got now? Who do you really enjoy? Oh, I, you know what? Everybody thinks just go by coast for them for twelve years. I'm a Titans fan. So when they stop <laughs> paying me, when they stop paying me and stop saying uh, Titans on my paycheck, yep. Uh, you know they're just another team to me. Honestly, I hear you. And, and uh, I don't know. I know Jarrell Casey's a real good player. Yep, I hear you. But He's as far as the game tomorrow. About, but as far as the game tomorrow, whether fan or not, you really think they're going to handle them? Yeah, I think that, I think they can win. Just, like I said, they can't make mistakes, and they've just got to, you know, just keep handing the ball off and shorten the game. And and uh, it's like you, you hear on TV all the time, as long as Mahomes sitting on the sideline and, you know, their the offense is uh, tight and offense on the field, it's a good thing. They want to shorten the game, and they don't want to get into a passing deal with them or, or, 
the Titans to lose. So the the whole deal is they they've got to just limit their uh, time to the uh, possessions that Kansas City has. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Well, I certainly hope they pull it off. And what, hey, it was what's the fairly... weather out like? What's the weather supposed to be? Uh, they said 20 degrees, maybe nine being the lowest. Yeah. So that'll I, be good. Time. That'll be we we were good when I was with the Titans. Jeff Fisher said to you got to be able to run the ball in December, which goes for January because the weather conditions in the old AFC uh, Central Division was you know Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. And, uh, you know, bad, you know, a lot of them didn't have turf at that time. And you had to be able to run the ball because you weren't going to – passing teams struggle in those environments, you know. So you have to run the ball in December and January. And if they can run the ball, they can win the game. Absolutely. That's what I was thinking, too. I just wanted to hear it from an expert such as yourself. And, hey, I appreciate you spending some time with us. And it was truly a privilege. And, and uh, yeah. we do thank you – as a Titans fan, I do thank you for your service with our team. Uh, our best line well, we ever thanks had on so much. Was, Twelve of the twelve of the best years of our family's life, right here. I finally decided to, after he finished uh, my you know, coaching career, to come back here and live. So we we right love here. Middle Tennessee. Thanks well, for good, calling. Good. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Have a good one. All right, you too. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Comedian X Man Xavier King is up next on the Josh Belcher Uncharted podcast. So, X Man, tell me, tell me what's going on in your life. How have you been? Ah, oh, man, I'm, 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 I'm still here, brother. That's what I am. I'm still here. You know, here. still in the game, still doing the thing, and uh, I'm doing good, bro. How about yourself up there? Uh yeah, can't complain. You know, same old, same old. Took a break from the social media. Uh, you know, did a little bit of self reflection, and now I discovered podcasting, and it's just taking me all over the place, and I try to get a, a really hard-hitting, decent comedian at least once a week, and I thought, who better than uh, the king himself, Xavier King? <laughs> well, I thank you for that, my friend. I thank you for that. I have some news for you, though. I do have yeah. some news. Uh, yeah. I, I I survived cancer. Oh, are you serious? Yes, I survived oh cancer. Gosh, man. Well, I shouldn't say that. Maybe she was an Aquarius, but I don't know if she stabbed me. You know, that's all. You know, don't give you a little tidbit of what I've been doing, brother. Oh, man. That's, oh, my gosh. That's killing me already. I, I, I should have known. But anyway, yeah, that's, uh, it, uh, I was thinking the other day, and the reason I wanted to get a hold of you is because I never got to tell you, well, I probably did, but, you know, you was always my favorite uh, watching you perform and just the, your essence and everything. And I finally realized that you remind me of my favorite comic of all time. And that's Eddie Murphy. you got the same swagger, the same confidence. And it's just always a pleasure to watch you work. I mean, different styles, but the same coolness. And, and I'm just so glad you're still out there doing your thing. Oh, man, that's – that's uh, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm honored, man. I'm very honored to uh... – have that comparison, man, even though, you know, that's, I know I'm not even close to Eddie, but that is my favorite comedian too. So thank you, brother. I well, appreciate that. I mean, just, just the way you knock it out and everything and the confidence, and, you know, he's, he's got a resurgence going on. And I thought, man, you know, cause I remember, you know, loving him as a kid, you know, my granddad thought it was so funny to let me watch him on Saturday night live and them all reruns and stuff. And, 
you know, he just you guys are kind of like two peas in a pod, and you know, he's he's got his thing. And I was like, man, X is X is like that too. Got that cool, just can face anything. And it, you know, it, it's tough to do comedy. I mean, it isn't an easy thing. You got to have a different set of kahunas about you to be able to get up there and do it. <laughs> yeah, you got to have. Yeah, you're right about that. You got to have a tough skin for this business, man, because it's so competitive and. Everybody think they can get on stage and make everybody laugh. And I tell them all the time, man, I said, yo, this one is the hardest, easiest job that anybody could have, man. Yeah. <laughs> you got to stay right. you gotta stay true and you got to have patience. And that's the, no, that's the key. No doubt. And then uh, one thing about, you know, the crew <laughs> we were running with is that, uh, you know, I, I've watched documentaries and talked to other comics, but like your New York's and your L.A.'s or, or even probably where you're at now, if somebody's funny, instead of, like, trying to lift each other up, it seemed like all our guys are trying to tear each other's throats out. I just never understood that. Oh, my God, I, man. I, you know, well, you remember how it used to be when we were doing our thing. Yeah. And uh, it's it's like that everywhere, man. It's, uh, it's a cutthroat business, man. Really? It's a cutthroat yeah, I, business. Yeah, I, I just – I was kind of curious because it's like it seems like, you know – the. The more you, the the, the more uh, you know, you're better in yourself, or the funnier you get. It's like the more somebody's just jealous of it. Like not me. If if you could get me to laugh, man, I was down with it. I was like, hey, man, good for them. Like some of these local guys here in Nashville now who are all over the country. I mean, good for them, man. That they're working their butts off for it. So more power to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got guys uh, that we uh, we came up with: uh, Mike James, Bernard yeah. Hurst, Monty Mitchell, and all these guys are. You know national tours now, and I'm you know I'm doing my thing as well. You know I'm 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 coming around and I'm you know I'm going to different cities and doing my thing and I'm getting in those clubs. But one thing I learned about this game, man, is now I sit back with patience. You know I used to go, I used to go out all the time. You remember we used to go to our open mics and we would do our little writing together. You know we get together in groups and write. But and I start realizing one thing about this game. Uh-huh. Uh, you got to be a fan of this game. You got to be a comedy fan before you can be a comic. Yeah. And what and what I mean by that is now what I do now is I go to open mics and I just sit there and I don't mm-hmm. tell anybody who I am. I don't tell anybody I'm a comedian. I sit there and I listen to what's going on. I listen to the younger guys. I listen to the older guys and I see what they're doing. And it makes me grind even harder. Go home and write and you know, and just up my game a little bit more so that when I do come out, I come out with fire. And mm-hmm. now they're like, oh, I, I remember you sitting there. I was like, yeah, yeah, I was there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Um, yeah, that's cool. So uh, you're in Ohio now, right? You're back in your home state. Yeah, back in Ohio, back in Cleveland, old Cleveland, Ohio, brother. Right on. Yeah, I see. Like I said, you, you're making your rounds there and everything. That's, that's awesome. And uh uh, is the scene there pretty pretty decent? I mean, what, what are you what are you dealing with? You're talking about open mics and everything. Is there a lot of heavy hitters out that way? But is there a lot well, of opportunity to perform, brother? Oh, there's plenty of opportunity to perform up here. It's uh, it's hit and miss up here, just like anywhere else, man. You got yeah. your guys that uh, you know, that were doing their thing, and you got the guys that are open micers and they do whatever they have to do to get to the next level. And uh, you know, a lot of people up this way up north, because you know, comedy. It's funny. It's funny anywhere, yeah. but is there's a difference between the north, south, and east and west? Everybody's a little bit different, you know. Up here, the comedy game is more. I, 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 let me put it like this: compared to where I was at in Tennessee to where yeah. I am here, I think the guys in Tennessee got a little bit of an advantage. 
Really? I re- I, yeah, I really do. I really do. I think they got a little bit of an advantage because it's it's a little harder down in that area to be funny. You understand what I'm saying? Up yeah. here, it's not as hard to be funny because there's so many guys that are being funny. Yeah. So I, I watch a lot of guys go on the road from up here, and they fail miserably when they go down south. Mm-hmm. And I, I never understood that, you know, until I got it back here and I started hearing what they were talking about as opposed to what they were saying down in the south, you know. Yeah. It's a total difference. So I, I think the guys in the South have an advantage, uh, you know, when it comes to comedy. I think their comedy routines and comedy skits are a little bit more mainstream yeah. in the South. And up North, it's a little bit more uh, uh, targeted towards generation, uh, the millennials. You understand uh, what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's sure, the difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. And another thing, since uh, you know you were here and, and I was making my attempts, and uh, uh, is the the sensitivity gap now? It's like, uh, do you do you face any of that? Like being a comedian who's a who's a storyteller who, who tells the truth, do you get any backlash from you know how sensitive? You're mentioning millennials; people are so sensitive now. Are you having to deal with any of that as far as when you're up there doing your thing? I haven't had to deal with that situation yet. I know it's coming sooner or later, but no, yeah. as of yet, no, I haven't had to deal with it because what I say is the truth, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I speak about stuff that we do, and, uh-huh. you know, in everyday life, and, uh, you know, somebody will hear what I say and say, hey, yo, that happened to me, so there we go. Yeah, that's, that's the only way to do it. And, uh, you know, from a, a comic like me, well, I couldn't even call myself a comic. Somebody attempted it to learn it from a guy like you. I always appreciate it. You were always nice enough to talk to us lower guys and kind of like, you know, give us some truth and some wisdom. And I saw that you did that on Facebook with another guy. And I mean, it's, it's always appreciated. And that's nice because, you know, once you get to a certain level like you or some of these other guys, it's like they're not approachable anymore, but you always took the time. And I just, I was very grateful for that. And uh, you had mentioned some kid was trying to move to LA. And what, what did you discuss with him? I, I read it, but like, I wanted you to kind of tell some of the podcast listeners that, that don't have you on Facebook. Oh, well, uh, we had a young comedian up this way, and, uh, you know, he had been out, he's been out here maybe about six months, and, you know, the new comedians now, they want to go right to the internet. They want to get on Instagram, and they want to do little videos, and little joke skits, and things of that nature, and he had done a couple of them, and I guess the clique of comics that he hang out with were telling him that he's ready to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I actually went out with him a couple of times and I heard what he said. And, I, you know, I sat back and he's decent. You know, I'm, I'm just going to be real. He's decent, but he's not ready yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were, you know, we did a little show. He opened for me. And after the show, he came up and said, yeah, man, I, I want to I'm thinking about I'm, I'm going to move to L.A. and do my thing out there and blah, blah, blah. And I said, whoa, I said, hey, brother, let me tell you something. Um. Uh, Everybody has their own path, you know, to each his own. But uh, out of experience, let me tell you what L.A., what you're getting ready to run into when you go to L.A., bro. <laughs> and I told him, I said, listen, it's probably 50,000 comics in L.A. alone, literally wow. 50,000. Yeah. And <laughs> you're competing for about 300 open spots. <laughs> you know, that's, that's coffee houses, comedy clubs, whatever. It's yeah. about 300 out there. And I told him, I said, hey, man. 
when I was out there, because, you know, I lived in L.A. I lived out there for 10 years. Yeah. And I have family out there, and I was out there every, you know, every summer I was out there with my family, and I spent the summers in L.A. And I told him, I said, hey, man, it's a different ball game out there. You know, I said, you're going to be competing against guys that have been doing comedy for 20 years, and they're still doing open mics. Mm-hmm. You know, and I told him, I said, what's wrong with you doing your thing where you are? And he, yeah. he paused for a moment. He couldn't answer that question. I said, man, don't knock where you are. Your home base is the, is the key. I said, build up your material, build up your routine, get your stage present, even learning how to hold the mic counts. Yeah. Once you get that, now start venturing out on the road and test it. I said, because you're going to go to different markets and you're going to be in different areas. And everything you say here may relate, but when you go, say, Tennessee, it's not going to relate. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? It's not going to relate. You go to New York, it's not going to relate. You go to Chicago, it's not going to relate. So build your game here. Test it out before you go that far. Because when you go to L.A., that's, that's, that's L.A. Call comes to you. Yeah, you don't yeah. go to L.A. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't go to Los Angeles to do comedy. You go to Los Angeles because Los Angeles wants you to do comedy. That's where you yeah. get the your name. That's where the TV shows and the and the talk shows and the, the the Jimmy Kimmel's and all those type of people bring you out so you can get noticed. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you know that's all I was telling them. Yeah, it's just wise words. Like I said, I read it, but I just I wanted you to to you know talk about it because a lot of people don't hear that. I mean, you, you get out like you said somewhere like in Nashville or even a you know, Ohio somewhere, and if you're killing there, you think you can kill somewhere else, but like you said, uh, the art form, the beauty of it is is that you have to find a set little pill to everybody, not just this region, because they might not think the same thing's funny in this area, just like you said, like over there, so I just thought, well, no no true words are spoken, I mean, I hope he clings on to it, because, I mean, that does make sense. Well, you know, at the end of the day, I'm I'm not the comedy judge you know i just wanted to share something that i went through personally because i i I went to la and i started out there you know what i'm saying Uh so i was just trying to um you know ease the transition for him because i know some people that have gone that route man and they're just there and they're stuck Mm -hmm. you know they're stuck yeah that's yeah that's got to be a Hard thing. I mean, even listening to Steve Harvey on you know, some of his interviews and stuff, talking about how he lived out of his car for like a year or two. Uh, yeah. They're trying to do it. And this is where Steve Harvey we're talking about. So I can only imagine how brutal it would truly be. Yeah. It, it, but, it's something. It's, it's a different ball game. Like I said, this game is uh, this game is not for the weak at heart, man. If you if you got a weak card and a, and a, and a, and a weak constitution, you're not going to make it in this game. <laughs> you're not going to yeah. make it in this game. <laughs> Believe me, <laughs> the skin's got to be thick. Uh, so, uh, what? Um, what was I going to ask you? Your your turn schedule. Uh, how many How many times are you getting up a week now, or or even a month? Or do you are you a weekend, or what do you got going on? Well, I'm uh right now. I'm in the stretch run of a 20 week uh, tour. So okay, I've been yeah. on the road for 20 weeks now, and man, I you know I'm tired and. Uh, yeah, I'd be cranky, but when I get on that stage, man, it all goes away. You know, I'm just going to keep doing what I do. I got a spot coming up. Uh, finally, believe it or not, I don't do a lot of comedy around uh, the Cleveland area where I am. Really? I'm always out. Yeah, I'm always out in the bar. I just, I just did a, a New York run, 
uh, last weekend, and now this weekend I'm going to St. Louis to do a run in Missouri and then to Chicago and back down to Missouri to Brunson. And then yeah. I'm coming back to uh, Michigan, then back here in Cleveland. Wow. So That's I'll be back all. here. Yeah, I'll be yeah. back here doing my first big, big performance in February on the uh, – I'm doing the 21st and the 22nd in uh in Maslin, Ohio, at a theater in Maslin, Ohio. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw I saw some flyers and stuff. That's too cool. That's awesome, man. Well, yeah, man. If somebody wants to get a hold of you to book you for something, wh- where do they get a hold of you at? They still can catch me at uh Facebook. I'm I'm simple, man. <laughs> I don't get on the Instagram. You can still catch me at Xavier King, uh, uh, Xavier King uh, on Facebook. Uh, I believe my Facebook is X Man One. Uh huh. You can get me at uh, Xavier King on Facebook, X Man One, or you can call my number, area code two one six seven six two four eight eight seven. Or you can reach me on my internet. I got internet. You can reach me on. <laughs> you can. <laughs> hey, you can X Man Comic eighteen AOL dot com. You can reach me there. Not yeah, like I said, direct message because you got a hold of me pretty quick when I was trying to ask you to be on the podcast. Which thanks for doing it, by the way, appreciate it. Oh yeah, all anytime, brother, anytime. Yeah, because you, uh, like I said, I, I never forget you and just your your uh, mannerism on stage and everything. You're, you're the guy to see, in my opinion. I've always been uh, in your corner, and I uh, hope to catch you again here real soon. Hey, you will, brother. You will. Hey, if you ever come up this way, just be careful of the potholes, man. That's all. <laughs> no, <laughs> I hear you. Just be you. careful of the potholes, man. We, I, me and my old lady was riding down the street one day, hit a pothole, entire ovary fell out. So now we broke up. I, you know, <laughs> hey, be careful of the potholes up here. That's it. <laughs> oh yeah, before I forget, I, I know this, this is gonna come out on Sunday. But happy birthday to your daughter. I put it on Facebook, but I wanted to mention her again. How old is? Thank you, thank you. My, believe it or not, my daughter turned thirty-five. Oh my god! Today, and that's something. And I'm only thirty-four. How can I? How, you know. <laughs> It's a that's miracle. What about to, yeah, that's what I was about to ask. You don't look too much older than that yourself. Exactly, <laughs> Mr. Immaculate Conception. Comedian, co-host, friend, stand-up comedian, Brandon Skelton, also known as the Church Comedian. It's the next guest on Josh Belcher Uncharted. All right, Brian Skelton's with us, a uh, favorite of the podcast, uh, most of the time co-host with me when we're talking to comedians, because he is a professional comedian. We're going to be talking about all the fun and exciting new stuff he's got coming in the 2020 year. He is the Tennessee Titans of comedy this year, just keeps climbing the ladder, has more stuff to do than you can shake a stick at. It's got new website information, YouTube, we're going to talk about all of it. Brandon Skelton, thank you for being a part of the podcast, not as a co-host, but as a guest. Hey, it's, it's an honor being on this side of it as well. A repeat guest. Let's talk about, because I see you posting, I'm a fan of your, your Facebook page and your YouTube, and it seems like every time I turn around, you, you've booked nine or ten different shows. What how's What's going on with your comedy life? How are you staying so busy? What are you doing? Just give it to us. Well, you know, one thing uh, I think that, that helps is there is, whether people realize or not, a high demand for someone who is a clean comedian. Um, you don't see as many clean comedians. You know, you have more to just kind of... Uh, work both sides of it but uh, being developing a reputation as a clean comedian I've been doing it now for two years so I have a lot of good recommendations and referrals uh, so doors just keep opening a lot of church events is what I've mostly done uh, 
for the last two years. So that's where I kind of got into this niche in creating a YouTube page called The Church Comedian and a Facebook page, The Church Comedian. Uh, but even like in this upcoming year, I've been getting more calls to uh, open for other guys, you know, doing some comedy clubs and other events. Uh, so, and then of course, you know, Christmas season, Valentine season, there's always uh, a lot of banquets to choose from and get to do as well. That's that is exciting, and uh, you're your own, you're on your own book. You book yourself. You promote yourself. Yeah, you're um, on tour manager right now. <laughs> I'm my own tour manager. Um, uh, other than you know the the, the host here, Josh <laughs> Belcher, connected me with everybody that I've ever wanted to meet. Uh, but now, uh, so a lot of neat opportunities has been coming up, and it's actually uh, I'll just post on Facebook that I've got these events coming up, and a lot of times once I post my upcoming dates, I'll get a call from someone. Uh, asking me, you know, hey, will you do this event for us? So, uh, I mean, a little self-promotion out there online, uh, but just kind of keeping it in front of people's face that there are people that's booking me. There's people that's even let me come back. That's the that's the real compliment. Yeah, hey, that's great. Get booked the second time. Just like this, coming back to the show for the second time to be interviewed is the highest compliment of all. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We set the bar. But, yes, the first repeat offender on here, the first uh, <laughs> second go-around as a guest, uh, just really excited for your future in comedy, and um, he, he mentioned church comedians, but we had discussions. Uh, you also you you do clean, which is awesome, but you also play anywhere. It doesn't have to be a church. Like if somebody wanted you to play Bernie's uh, birthday bash at Grandma's restaurant, would right. you be a part of that? Yeah, uh, like you know, Ari, I've got booked a wedding this year. I'm gonna do a wedding uh, venue. Uh, actually, I have a friend who does a show in Florence, Alabama, and it's. Um, it's the, the Singing River Brewery. This will be a first time uh, uh, for that. And then I'm going to be at the um, FCA uh, annual banquet. I'm going to speak at that one. So I go beyond church stuff, but it's just, and, and I even had some guys, uh, this was a neat one, uh, have invited me to come to a Thursday night men's group. They're called uh, God, Guts, and Gars. It's a group of guys that talk Bible while smoking cigars, yeah. and they want me to come do comedy man, for them. Man, that's manly man stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to grow a beard for that one. <laughs> Tom Selleck, Sam Elliott, and John Wayne will be there. That's who you have to tell the password to when they open the door. Um, that's awesome. And uh, you, we were talking, some, you got something doing with HCA, which is huge. What's what's the HCA store? Oh, Did F I say that right? FCA. FCA. ACA yeah. is the new... Uh, Hospital building right, in yeah. Columbia. <laughs> yeah, I could go in there and talk about insurance premiums, but <laughs> that's always everybody's favorite jokes. But um, no, FCA Fellowship of Christian Athletes. It's a it's a nonprofit ministry, interdenominational ministry uh, that focuses on uh, athletes and coaches within the public school system, especially. And so uh, we have a uh, different regions, and I'm actually on the FCA board for Southwest. Well, actually, it's called Duck River uh, now, and it includes a couple counties that are, are touching uh so they had their annual banquet and i'm gonna get to come in there and actually i think my spot where i'm gonna get to do comedy is also the lead in to uh, give people an opportunity to give so I, it's going to be the most lit offering speech you've ever heard in your life we're going all in i'm gonna drink a lot of caffeine before I, I jump I up there. so they're giving to you or who are they no, giving to? No, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, tell my guy, you know, let's, uh, you know, the Lord asked for 10%, so I'll be fine with three. That's uh, it, but, yeah. You know, so, uh, no, it's, it's for the, the actual ministry. That's awesome. And, 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 and uh, events like that, uh, on that kind of level, too, and, and you never know who you're going to meet, who's going to be back there. And that's, that's one thing. If you're doing a good job, there's going to be Jim so and so in the back mm -hmm. that has something he's going to want you to do. So, just keep climbing. Well, what what other what other goals? What ambitions do you have for twenty twenty? Would you like to do a dry bar? 
You know, I've, I've, I've emailed a time or two, haven't got anything back, um, but I would love love an opportunity to do a dry bar because that's kind of the, uh, the the crescendo for clean comedy, in my opinion, right now. I mean, those guys are blowing it up, huge following on social media, huge following with YouTube channels, so to get an opportunity like that would be an extreme honor. Uh, I've had several friends who's done dry bar specials, and they've spoken uh, very highly of the ones that put together just the quality of production, just the, the integrity, character, and just the, the professionalism of the crew that does dry bar. So, you know, hopefully this year, this year will be the year to uh, join up with the, the ranks of those who's been on there. The year of dry bar, got to go all the way to Utah. Oh, yes, sir. What about with all the people that we know and, and your inner circle and the people that have on this podcast that do the uh, Huckabee? How, how far are you from doing one of those? Well, actually spoke with the one, uh, I'm, I'm become good friends with the one who kind of coordinates the shows and the one who is the producer of the show. And so I was talking to them um, back in December. Uh, they said the first part of the year they're going to be using people they've already got entered into their system because there's a process and a system you got to go through, probably some background check, what have you. So they're using ones that's already been entered into their system for the first part of the year. Uh, but I feel like before the year is out, um, I should get an opportunity to be uh, probably not on the broadcasted show of it, but to be the warm-up guy before the show, just to be with the crowd. Hey, so. you got to crawl before you walk. If you're on the stage, eventually big things are going to happen. Uh, do, do they do that format? Because I haven't really watched the, the whole show, but do they do where, like, is it like a like a tonight show where you just get, like, a tight five minutes, or do you actually, what's the situation? Or do you do, is it kind of like a... Like a Comedy Central Presents where they just give you 15 or 30 and you just roll with it? or The one, I, I went to one, uh, and Rick Roberts, who was actually, uh, I took his class called School of Laughs, uh, so that was a huge help for me in comedy. He was the warm-up guy, and he's, he's pretty regular, the one, and I think he did seven to eight minutes. Uh, and then a good friend of mine actually was on there last week. His name's Clint Hall. Uh, he was the winner of the Clean Comedy Challenge in Nashville in 2019, and I think I think he did seven to eight minutes uh, okay. as well. Yeah. And actually, you can see his his set. Uh, he's posted on his page, Clint Hall Comedy. Uh, he Huckabee gave them him the video so he could post it on his Facebook page. Uh, just a really good guy. I love his style of comedy. Very dry. Uh, you would think that his his stage persona is like just something he's created, like a character that's kind of socially awkward, but. Uh, that's who he is, and that's what's yeah. even more beautiful about it. So he just brings his real life self on the stage. It's not a character. It's not a character. For let's just say his mother had the same job for years, uh, taking care of government documents for the Social Security office, and then he rolled into doing that 25 years ago, oh and has been doing it ever since. So if you can imagine a person who has enjoyed the last 25 years seeing if people are eligible for food stamps. That is Clint Hall, and he brings that to the stage with fire. <laughs> That's awesome! Oh my gosh! What? Uh, so um, let's talk about your. Uh, you're always uh, putting up content on your on your website um, or on your YouTube. Do you even have a website yet? Have you done a website? Yes, got, I got a website. Um, I say with, with, it's thechurchcomedian.com. Pretty much, if you go there, what it's going to do, it's going to give you the links for SoundCloud, so you can hear some audio because. Uh, when I post on YouTube, it's typically just short bits, you know, two, three, four minutes. Uh, but then on SoundCloud, I've actually got a couple full 15, 20, 25-minute sets. So if you go to thechurchcomedian.com, it's got the links for SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, and then uh, Bands in Town, which is kind of my upcoming schedule. So I need to add all the, the ones I've got scheduled and booked for 2020 right now. But, you know, that's, it's just kind of all there, churchcomedian.com. All right, and you have some slots available still if somebody wanted to get a hold of you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, over the next, 
three months, I think I got 12 or 13 things booked. Um, definitely open to, you know, add at least five or six more in the next three months. And I'll book on that the year. I mean, I've got, I've already got some things lined up for, you know, June and, and, um, September and you know just only in the course of the year, so I'll book all the way through. Now, okay, as being and we were talking about this earlier, as being a comedian, it's also a provider and a worker. You have a full time job. Mm-hmm. Do you perform whenever they call, or do you just have a set schedule? Like, are you weekends Tuesday through Thursday? Or are you trying to work your full time job and do this at night? Well, uh, working my full time job, I'm being a manager, at Planet Fitness, uh, where right now you can join for one dollar and ten dollars a month. Yes, but. Uh, <laughs> I know, working full time, uh, of course, pastoring as well. So, um, forgot yeah. about that, but yeah, totally forgot about that. So it is, uh, you know, a lot of the things I do are going to do Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night events. Um, you know, I'll do some Thursday, and really just depending on travel. Uh, if it's something that I can get off work at four o'clock and drive to, even during the week, I'll go do that. But just by the natural design of banquets and fundraisers and church events, I do. It's been mostly weekends anyway. Yeah. Because so. comedy, it's a, it's the. I heard somebody say it. Uh, it's the, it's the hardest, easiest job you could ever have. <laughs> because like, if you're good at it, you're going to get recognized. But it's like there's no, there's no timeline on it. There's not a nine to five. It's hey, we're going to Tampa on Thursday, and my so and so dropped out. Can you be there? Yes or no? Maybe somehow. So I've always. Uh, admired that aspect of it that it's definitely a ride or die mm-hmm. yeah you, you have to be willing you have to you know it's like a guy posted the other day somebody said something about an event being like 200 miles away and he said well for a comedian that's nothing you know we, we'd be willing to drive 200 miles and yeah you know i've got a couple uh, shows lined up uh in indiana in the next couple months um and then Kentucky, so you know, getting out, you know, definitely been hubbed around Tennessee for the last two years. You know, I went to Alabama, Mississippi a couple times, but this has kind of given me an opportunity to branch into some other states and you know, connect with some more people. Yeah. Um. Uh, I won't, oh yeah, my last question is this, and uh, we'll we'll get back at it. But um, the wedding, you're telling jokes. Are you going to officiate and marry the two, and then tell jokes, or how's that working? I think they have their own minister, and actually, this is going to be a surprise for the guys. So. Uh, I, I just hope he likes comedy because you know yeah. I was at first I was like now is this gonna be the reception because you know that's a whole different world and ball game you can you know but it's like oh man this is gonna be at the actual wedding so uh, probably gonna be the most um, nervous I've ever been leading into an event because I don't want to be the memory that they have and it be a sour one that's it. that's <laughs> a lot of pressure oh my gosh okay yeah someone special day we're gonna be right up in there so let's see what happens all right uh, usually I usually mainly do entertainment but you know I'm very proud of the Tennessee Titans who are revving it up and having a Cinderella story. I've loved them. They've been awful a lot, but they're doing really, really good. Uh, as a football player that you are uh, and has been a coach uh, in high school and middle school and whatever school, what's your prediction uh, of them rolling into Kansas City, um, which will be on tomorrow's podcast today? What are they going to do? Everybody's against them. Everybody thinks they're going to get just lay over and get stomped. You know, I don't think so. I'm, I'm feeling very, very strong about I mean, just the, the, with the performance that they had against the Patriots and the Ravens, uh, I think they got a lot of momentum. And it's like one announcer said the other day, the Titans have been in playoff mode for six weeks because they had to kick it into gear even to get into the playoffs. So um, they've been, that train's been rolling for several weeks now. They definitely had the momentum in their favor. Uh, I, feel, I feel like they'll go with it. Uh, here's, here's my history of sports. I was a 49ers fan starting in the early 90s. Uh, you know, when Dan then, Marino was the quarterback? Uh, not, not quite Dan Marino. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. um, you know, kind of the end of the Joe Montana era, but the roll-in of Steve Young. So kind of started following those guys back then. Then the Titans came to Tennessee. So, of course, you know, just being a local team, we started pulling for them. So 
to see the 49ers and Titans play in a Super Bowl would be my ultimate. And I, may, I imagine tickets are going for at least $125, and I would be willing to pay that $125 yeah. to go to that game. And, uh, or this, maybe a little more. Yeah, than yeah probably $125,000. <laughs> no, but uh, this is nothing I thought was crazy. I don't know if this is conspiracy or something, but the Chiefs and the Packers were in the first Super Bowl. And it wasn't 100 years ago. Right. But, I mean, either the first one, and they are in the – what are the odds? Well, you know, just probably like any fan of the NFL, we're just all thankful it's not the Patriots. So whatever oh, happens that's from here, it. you know. That was a treat in itself. The Titans which, take them down. Which you, you probably can't make that statement too much around uh, here in Murray County, you know, considering that one of their starting linemen, uh, Shaq Mason, is. Their best starting lineman is their highest yeah. paid starting yeah. lineman. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, a, he's a local boy. So there's a lot of Patriots fans running around Murray County, I think, because of that. But He's a great guy. He's yeah. a great guy. He, he does some cool stuff like actually over Christmas. He did a um, – uh, there was a food giveaway one day. I think they, they gave away like 300 meals, uh, maybe more. And, and he, was, he ate 200 of them. And really? he ate 200 <laughs> of them. And he came in here and ran it off. But, um, and then the um, then they did a giveaway at a school where like every kid got, I think it was an iPad or something, some type of device. But he's been doing that the last couple of years. It's the Shaq Mason Foundation. Actually, I got to meet him in here one time. I was working. This was several years ago. He'd just been drafted by the Patriots. He was Well, he was a year, season or two in. But I walk in, I was working third shift at that time, and I see this this large guy over six foot tall, over 300 pounds, and just trucking on a treadmill. And I was like, that is not natural. And then I looked at our sign-in, and I saw Shaq Mason. I said, okay, because that is not natural. That's yeah, Shaq yeah. Mason. You know, it's superhuman. That Yeah, that's, that's, that's like probably watching a thoroughbred racehorse run down the track. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't imagine being the guy standing in his path when he pulls. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, imagine, imagine pulling, and you're the guy that's going to get kissed in the helmet by that. Yeah, I would not want that. I just, I just go ahead and step out of the way. Just let him go on through. All right, Brandon, give him all your social medias. Thanks for speaking with us again. We love having you as a co-host, uh, and I uh, love to hear about what you're doing in comedy because – you're an excellent uh, comedian, and uh, you're bringing the clean stuff, which is really what the world needs is some good humor that is appropriate for all. So social medias, how people can get a hold of you, let them all know. All right, yeah, so uh, to, to contact me via email, you've got thechurchcomedian at gmail.com, uh, and then, of course, got this thechurchcomedian.com. you got all the connection points, Facebook. I've got a page there, Church Comedian. Uh, so, yeah, definitely check it out, and you can check some of the content. Give me a shout. I'll be glad to, to join up in an event with you. All right, awesome. All right, thanks. Until next time. Thank you, sir. And that is the finale of this week's Josh Belcher Uncharted podcast. I'm your host, Josh Belcher. I want to say thank you for listening to the show. Been a little bit under the weather here lately. Um, sorry if my voice is kind of nasally or stuffy. I've had the whole uh, influenza hit followed by a series of massive migraine headaches but uh, enough talk about that um thank you for tuning in special thanks to my guest x-man xavier king and brandon skelton both stand-up comedians hilarious guys appreciate you being on the show and uh if you know anybody you think would be a good guest have them hit me up josh belcher at hotmail.com you keep listening to them i'll keep making them thank you so much for listening Have a great week, and we'll catch you next time. All right, later.